0: You're listening to the St. John's Diamond Creek podcast, recorded live each Sunday at St. John's Anglican Church, Diamond Creek. This episode presented by Senior Minister Tim Johnson.
1: Today's Bible reading is from Philippians chapter 3, verse 7 to 11, and it can be found on page 952 of the Pew Bibles. But whatever were gains to me, I now consider loss for the sake of Christ. What is more, I consider everything a loss because of the surpassing worth of knowing Jesus Christ my Lord, for whose sake I have lost all things. I consider them garbage, that I may gain Christ and be found in him, not having a righteousness of my own that comes from the law, but that which is through faith in Christ, the righteousness that comes from God on the basis of faith. I want to know Christ, yes, to know the power of his resurrection and the participation in his sufferings, becoming like him in death, and so somehow attaining to the resurrection from the dead.
0: Thank you very much, Steph. Uh, Yes, I'm hoping the talks are interactive. So kids, you've got your worksheets there, but uh, um, stick with me because uh, we're going to try and get people to participate in this and have a think about what this Bible passage uh, is telling us as individuals and also as a church. Uh, You might like to have your Bibles open. Uh, It's always a good idea to have the Bible open in front of us, to refer to what it's saying, to check what's being said up front against what's in the Bible, and to to check God's Word as we look at it together. I was very inspired by Sue. I thought I might change and wrap this sermon, but then I thought, no, I won't. Uh, But I do want you to participate with me. Uh, as we go through. Uh, and I want to I play a little bit of pick a box today to try and explain what's going on in the passage. So what I want you to do, we've got box one and we've got box two, and I'm gonna get you to stand up if you'd like to choose box one or box two uh, for the different choices that we've got available. So the first one, box one, has a cute puppy. Um, there isn't actually a puppy in the box, it's okay. Um, <laughs> And box two is a cat, a cute cat, so you need to decide which you're going to choose. Could you please stand up for box one, the puppy? Okay, thank you, sit down. That's a, I reckon that's a majority, but we'll see. And the cat, stand up for the cat people. Okay, thank you very much, excellent. Righto, sitting down. Here's the next one, Okay. Box number one, uh, don't stand up yet, I'll give you the options. Box number one is milk chocolate. Uh, Box number two is dark chocolate. Um, Stand up for box number one, milk chocolate. Interesting. Stand up for box number two, dark chocolate. Wow. Maybe just the dark chocolate. Some people perhaps abstaining from the vote because they don't like chocolate at all, it's true. Not all my children like chocolate. Alright, here we go. Here's another one. Oop, oh, hang on, where are we? There we are. Okay, box one, action movies. Box number two, romantic comedies. Alright, box number one, action. Yeah. This is the action side of the church over here. Uh, box number two, romantic comedies. There we go, wow, interesting. Okay, sitting down. This, this one can be a real dilemma. I've got a, I've got a mate who has great difficulty ever finding a movie to watch with his wife. They can just never agree on a movie together because she just loves action movies and he's an absolute sucker for the romantic comedy. So they, <laughs> they, they just cannot agree what they will see. Okay, hopefully that got you moving, got a bit of exercise, but I hope it got into your mind this idea of choices and how we choose one thing and make choices all through our lives. Now, today's Bible reading, which uh, Steph brought to us from Philippians chapter 3, is all about choices. Paul's writing to the church at Philippi, to these Uh, Christian people like us, sort of a church gathering, and he's telling them about a choice that he's made and why he's made that choice. Uh, In the section just before our reading, so just going back uh, a few verses before uh, where we started our reading, he's been talking about his life before he became a follower of Jesus. And he's talking about all of the things that he did and all of the things that he was really proud of in his life before he knew about Jesus. Um, He was talking about, I'll just flip this round here and and put them up. He was really sort of saying, these are the things that I could be boasting in about my life before Jesus. Uh, It's all about his heritage, about his religious practice, and his zeal or his passion for what he did. So, he he talks about the fact that he is um, uh, an Israelite, part of God's chosen people in Israel. He's from the tribe of Benjamin, uh, which was a particular tribe in Israel with a great history. He had a wonderful heritage and was very much part of God's chosen people, Israel. He was very religious. He used to keep God's laws very strictly. He said he was a Pharisee with regard to the law. Now, we often think when we read the Bible... Pharisee equals bad guy, because Jesus had all these run-ins with the Pharisees. But for people at the time, if you were a Pharisee, you were a very, very good person, you took your religion seriously, you made sure that you meticulously kept God's law, and Paul did that. He even says, actually, that he was faultless in keeping God's law. Who could say that? He was really, really strict in following God's law. And he said it wasn't just a dry uh, religious thing. He was really passionate about his faith. He was zealous, which is why he persecuted the church, because he felt the church was going to lead people away from the true worship of God. So he's got all of these things that were part of his life, Uh, In box one, if you like, this was part of his life. And yet, what does he say about these things? He says in verse seven, whatever were gains to me, I now consider loss for the sake of Christ. Paul discovered something else, or actually, Paul discovered someone else. He discovered Jesus. Later on, he'll describe it as knowing Jesus. But that was what he discovered. And so all of these good things, they were good things. He says, compared to knowing Jesus, I now consider these gains, these wins, as losses when you compare them to what he now has in knowing Jesus. Actually, he goes a bit further than that. Uh, In verse 8, he says, I consider everything, a loss because of the surpassing worth of knowing Jesus my Lord for whose sake I have lost all things. So we'll add down the bottom, everything is in now in box one. Everything compared to Jesus. And Paul says, if I've got a choice and I've got everything in this box... And knowing Jesus in this box I'm going to pick knowing Jesus over everything else. Let's just think about that. Everything. That covers a lot of things. In fact, it covers everything, doesn't it? That means things like money. It means things like Popularity, just grab a selfie, (laughs) there we go, smile everyone, put that on Facebook later, put that in there, that does make me nervous, Um, (laughs) not having my phone on me, must mean it's an idol. Um, Money, popularity, achievements. Uh, academic achievements, uh, that's my theological degree, in it goes. Sporting achievements, uh, that's actually my wife's sporting achievement, but <laughs> you get the idea. Money, popularity, sporting achievements, I mean, you can probably think of other things that are part of the everything that you would consider very important if you were considering everything in in life that matters. But Paul says, knowing Jesus is better than all of those things and I choose him. And he says, actually, in choosing Jesus, in making the choice to follow Jesus, I've lost all these other things that I have. So it wasn't kind of a case of, well, let's, let's keep a hand in both camps, a foot in both camps, let's try and keep doing both of those things. He says, I've actually lost all of those other things that I had in my previous life before Jesus. He went through great cost and great suffering in his following of Jesus, but he says, it doesn't matter. Jesus is more important. Everything else is a loss compared to knowing Jesus. Actually, he went further than that still, didn't he? He said, what does he consider these things compared to knowing Jesus? He says, I consider them garbage compared to knowing Jesus. Again, it's not that these are bad things in and of themselves. It's just that when you compare them with how great Jesus is, and knowing Jesus, it's like these things are garbage. Actually, that's only one translation of the word there. Some other versions of the Bible say excrement. Um, I didn't think I'd put that in the box. Um, But that's the comparison that he makes. All of these things are garbage compared to knowing Jesus. Which raises the question, doesn't it? What's so great about Jesus? Why is knowing Jesus so good that everything else that we might consider is garbage? That we would pick him over everything else. Well, let's be clear, first of all, about what knowing Jesus means. Knowing Jesus is not knowing facts about Jesus. It's not having an academic knowledge where you could answer quizzes about Jesus and have all the facts. What town was Jesus born in? What was Jesus' trade that he learnt as a young man? (laughs) Well done, Henry, it's spot on. What was Jesus' famous teaching? Fill in the blank. The sermon on the... Very good. We can do that, but knowing Jesus isn't about passing a test about Jesus. Knowing, in the Bible, is about a relationship. It means having an intimate and close personal relationship with Jesus. It means loving Jesus and knowing that you are loved by Jesus. It means communicating with him and living closely with him throughout the everyday ups and downs that we go through in our lives. That's what's being talked about when we're talking about knowing Jesus. And when we make that choice, it's about the relationship that we enjoy with Jesus versus all these other things that we might choose instead. It's about having a relationship with Jesus who is none other than God himself in human flesh, the God who made the universe, who made each of us, who knows us intimately and knows what is best for us, being in a relationship with God who is in human flesh, Jesus Christ, and who knows us intimately. It's pretty amazing, isn't it, to have that sort of relationship, but that's what's being talked about when we're talking about knowing Jesus. But our Bible passage also points out two other things that come from knowing Jesus. What else is in the box, I guess, is the question that comes from a relationship with Jesus. So let's, let's pull them out and have a look what I've got in here. First of all, there's a gift in the box. Why have I put a present in there? Well, verse 9 speaks of this. Verse 9 speaks of the righteousness that comes from God on the basis of faith what does that mean? Well, Paul is trying to remind us that when we know Jesus, when we put our faith in Jesus, our trust in him, God says, you are in right relationship with me. That's what righteousness means. It's about being in right relationship. God says, despite the wrong things you've done, said, thought... God forgives you through Christ Jesus and says, you and I are right, there is nothing standing between us, there is nothing standing against you and I give it to you as a gift. You don't earn it, you don't have to do lots of religious things to get it. When you trust in Jesus and come into a relationship with him, God gives you this righteousness, declares that you are right with him. So in the box, it's one of Abby's white t-shirts. Sorry, Abby, I didn't ask for that. Um, Declaring that we are right, we are pure. That's how God sees us, forgiven from our sins when we come to know Jesus. So that's the first thing. There's a second thing that Paul talks about as well. I've got a flower here to indicate life, life that goes on forever. Verse 11, right at the end of our reading, Paul talks about the hope of resurrection from the dead. This is the great future hope for Christian people that puts everything else in perspective. That just as Jesus defeated death and rose again so death cannot touch him and he will live with God forever, Jesus says to all who know him and all who trust in him that he will raise us from the dead and resurrection life is ours, and that fullness of life starts even now. So, even if we lose everything that we have in following Jesus, just as Paul says, that's what happened to him. He did lose everything in following Jesus. We don't really lose at all because in Jesus we have resurrection life, life that lasts. We have treasure stored up in heaven that can't rust or be stolen or be lost through a bad investment. That is ours and it is secure in Jesus as we trust in Him and know Him. Compared to knowing Jesus, which brings us into right relationship with God, where we're declared right and forgiven, compared to knowing Jesus, where we have eternal life, resurrection life that will go on forever, it's no wonder that all of these other things. Fade into insignificance and seem like rubbish because it is so wonderful and so great to know Jesus. There's nothing better than knowing Him. Now, our church has a mission statement. Our mission statement is to know Jesus and to make Jesus known. So I've just added that to the bottom. This is what defines our purpose as a church. This is what we have said as a church is our core business, what we're on about, the priority for us that everything else needs to be measured against. It's unchanging and it's more important than anything else. So as we launch into this year of 2018, the question is, is that right that we have chosen this, that we have said as a church this is what we are on about? And in doing that, in stating that that's our mission, we're saying that other things are less important and won't be as much for us a priority as knowing Jesus and making Jesus known. It means we're putting that ahead of other things that we might put into the box. Things like financial security, prestige, popularity, cool programs great social times? Not that any of those things are bad, they're not. Remember, this is about a comparison with Jesus and priorities. But do we consider everything else that we might choose a loss compared to us knowing Jesus more deeply and helping other people who don't know Jesus yet come to know him and know the fullness of life that is found in him? compared to this amazing mission that we have as a church, is everything else that we could choose instead a bit rubbish? That's the challenge for us as we enter into this year together. So can I ask you if you would stand with me to indicate the choice that we are making uh, as we seek together to know Jesus together and to make Jesus known. Let's stand and uh, I'll pray for us. Heavenly Father, we do feel the weight of this challenge, that there are many good things that we can choose in this world, but please remind us and continue to remind us of the all-surpassing greatness of your Son, Jesus Christ. Remind us and instil in us the knowledge of what it means to really know Jesus and have a relationship with him. And as a church, please help us to prioritise knowing Jesus and growing deeper in knowledge and love of him and sharing Jesus with other people who do not yet know him, who do not yet know how wonderful it is to be forgiven by him, to be in right relationship with you and to have the hope of eternal life, which lasts forever. Please keep us focused on this priority and inspire us as a church, keeping Jesus at the centre of all that we do. And it's in his name we pray. Amen. Thanks for joining us. If you've got any questions about this podcast, connect with us on our website, stjohnsdc.org.au or at facebook.com slash stjohnsdc. Don't forget, you can join us live in Diamond Creek every Sunday at 9.30am and
1: 6pm.